0: This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com/excuse to start your free trial membership.
1: Season 8, Episode 11.
2: This is Writing Excuses Abnormal Psychology, 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry
3: and we might be that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. I don't think that was a psychological disorder. Yeah, I don't know where (laughs) that came from, Dan. You don't eat well. Dumb
4: is normal.
3: Hey. (laughs) It's
2: not a good joke if I have to explain it. Inability to make good jokes. I'm not not going
4: to disagree with that. There's somebody else in the room. And Uh, it's Rob Wells. Oh, yes. Or is
2: it? Um, For a while, we've been wanting to do a podcast on writing characters who have abnormal psychology patterns. Uh, Dan is an expert at this. And Rob happens to be an expert at being crazy. (laughs) Sorry.
3: We just had like a five minute conversation about all the jokes we weren't going to make about Rob.
5: Now the floodgates are open. Feel Feel free, feel free. Last last episode was uh, the more serious one. This one, you can make fun of me.
4: Yeah, and last episode, all of the jokes that I told about Rob were jokes that I'd already told on Twitter, so I felt okay about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. No. um, (laughs) Because he'd already (laughs) been
5: a Calis jerk.
2: Let's kick this off with um, something I learned um, in psychology class. When I was in college, being the writer that I was, I snuck into classes quite a bit um i was very annoyed that my school wouldn't let me do a degree which was called which i called the brandon learns about people degree where i would take (laughs) a psychology (laughs) classes and history classes basically the become an epic fantasy writer degree and so i Um, I hope that uh, this doesn't get me fired from BYU. I snuck into quite a number of classes and one of them that I snuck into was Abnormal Psych, like a 400 level abnormal psychology class. It was happening in one of those big, um, large rooms where the professor didn't know anybody in it, so it was a good one to sneak into. Um, And in this class, one of the first things that I learned was that um, the teacher got up and said, look, we like to define people as crazy or not crazy. Or the common man does that doesn't actually exist. What we have are personality archetypes, um, and people are all on various levels and scales on this. And when someone becomes crazy, crazy quote unquote, what we define that is is when it 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 is you are unable to live your life the way you want to because of the way that your psychology profile is going. Um, Now, certainly there are certain things that are that, you know, something breaks, quote unquote, and you move very far on one of these scales suddenly, or you've got a chemical imbalance. Some um, depressions are chemical imbalances where the certain um, mix of things moving around your head, what do you call those? Um, Not hormones, neurochemicals and hormones,
1: Mitochondria? Do
2: things to you that make you <laughs> Mid- feel Chlorians. these emotions. Midichlorians. Midichlorians. Thank you. <laughs> but really, the way to look at it—this has changed the way I've looked at it since the beginning—is you know what is OCD? What we what the normal person would say OCD? This is just very far along a scale mm-hmm. that is a normal personality archetype.
1: The first story I sold was mm-hmm. a story about somebody with OCD, um, and and I was reading a lot about it and discovered that the person I was rooming with had books on it because he was obsessive compulsive. Okay. And one of the things that I learned was that most people have some degree of obsessive compulsive and it It doesn't you get right tack that d on it until it becomes the disorder that you were talking about where Mm -hmm. it interferes with your life right Mm -hmm. and i think
2: there's even i'm by the way we are not experts on this and so you'll want to go do your research i'm recalling things from a class 10 years ago that i've since you know read about and things but anyway there's also ocpd which is obsessive compulsive personality disorder which is like A different form of obsessive compulsive is really when the personality archetype goes too far. And actual OCD is like even a step beyond that, as I recall, where there's something different psychologically happening in the brain, like different types of chemicals. But OCPD is what we would normally think of as OCD. And that's just the person that their personality has gotten to the point that they obsess over everything.
4: I think the the lesson here for writers, or lesson, the question here for writers is why do you want to put uh, abnormal psych in your book? you know and what are the what are the challenges that that face you uh the reason i want to do it is because i want my reader to have an experience that a a mental experience they just can't have otherwise Uh. and in fact done well it can be an experience that's more real to them than flying on a spaceship or swinging Mm -hmm. a lightsaber or Uh whatever else sorry nod back to the uh uh chlorians um <laughs> mitochondria whatever they are whatever they are um if you can if you can really sell a character with uh abnormal psych or at uh, risk of you know overburdening the term abnormal if you can really sell that to the reader you've done something wonderful in that you've given somebody an experience that they couldn't have otherwise and you've opened their eyes to a world that that really exists here among us.
1: Yeah, and I think that Dan, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, that was one of the things that I particularly liked about The Hollow City was that um, it it gave me an idea of what it would be like to be schizophrenic. Um, I, I, with the that first story that I had with the OCD one, I had handed it to a friend of mine because I was like, look, I published a story. And she read it and she said, I think think my husband has this and the story was about a man who was masking it from his wife Mm. and and it turned out that he did have OCD and they and he was you know in his 50s and they were finally instead of just oh he's a pack rat it's like oh he has OCD and he got medicated and after doing a lot of denial about that's what it was. And
4: 25 years of National Geographic magazines could finally go to the <laughs> art sale.
1: Yes, or just straight into the trash. Um, but uh, but you uh, you said you had a similar experience with yeah, Hollow City. Yeah,
3: I, I uh, actually had a really cool experience with Hollow City. I had a, a friend read the book whose mother is uh, schizophrenic. And she has uh, horrible memories of growing up with a schizophrenic mom. Her, her dad had passed away, so they're just being raised by their mom. And her, their mom would, was just completely crazy and sometimes even attack the children. And I had tried so hard to get schizophrenia right in my book, you know, to do it justice and, and really pre- present it as a, as a thing instead of a, a caricature. And so I, I gave it to this friend, and, and she came back, and I was very nervous to hear what she said and what she said was that it was the first time that she had been able to see schizophrenia from her mother's point of view mm. she said this book helped me to understand and forgive my mother which frankly is the best review i have ever gotten from anyone ever yeah so yeah if, if you if you do this right you can do it really well now but the one thing i want to caution as you're asking yourself, you know, what do I gain? Should I talk about abnormal psychology? Should I put this into my story? You need to be careful, um, not to. What, what, What's the best way to present this? You're writing
2: the other, just yes. as if you were picking a minority race that exactly. you are not one of, or you're picking mm-hmm. a, you know, a some you're. If you do it wrong, it can be so offensive. Yeah. And even if you do it right, you need to be aware that you're writing the other. And you're, yeah. you're giving, you're
3: putting words in the mouth of someone, to, a group to mm-hmm. whom you do not belong. There, there was a, a panel at Worldcon a few years ago in Denver that was about psychology and writing. And I went to this panel all excited because I just released uh, Serial Killer and I was hoping we could talk about crazy people or whatever. And what the panel turned into was an entire audience full of people who have uh, mental illness or are related to people with mental illness complaining about how it is never presented well it is always either demonized mm-hmm. or sainted and that is a really common thing in our media you can look at the one end you have buffalo bill in silence of the lambs uh-huh. who basically is just transgendered and they managed to turn that into this awful horrible serial killer uh-huh. on the other end of the scale you've got movies like one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah which was a very 60s mentality where you would look at the mentally ill and say, oh, it's, it's a lifestyle. Who are we to tell them that they're wrong? You know, mm-hmm. And that kind of mentality has put you know millions of people in prison because we're not adequately dealing with mental illness. And so the, the truth is somewhere in the middle, and you need to be careful not to demonize it or not to... Uh, kind of canonize it either
4: if you just want to do caricatures of mental illness and demonize it
5: then uh go get a job writing batman supervillains you know one one thing and this goes a little bit back to our our previous episode on 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 our own personal mental health but uh there's an author who i have enormous respect for whose name i can't remember except her first name is gabrielle but uh (laughs) she wrote a book called scars it's a young adult novel about cutting Mm -hmm. and uh the cover of the book is an arm that is covered in scars and and i learned that 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 arm on the cover of the book is the author's arm that she dealt with this Mm, and then she went on yeah and she went on to write the book and in her bio uh she says i write books that i needed to read Uh um and so i think that is also a very legitimate reason to include uh characters is if um is if you have dealt with these problems in the past and and you think that it can be therapeutic to you or therapeutic to other people to read them
2: all right let's do our book of the week we have a very appropriate book of the week called Incog- incognito rob's going to tell us about it
5: yeah uh one of my very favorite uh, uh um, books i read a lot of nonfiction, but this one it, it's called incognito the secret life of the brain and it's essentially a neuroscience book for the lay person um, and it gets into all sorts of abnormal psychology. It, it's kind of a broad look at really fascinating studies that have been taking on or taking place recently. Uh, it's by an author named David Eagleman. And honestly, with every single page that turned, I was reading this book uh, in bed, and uh, and I would turn over to my wife, and I'm like, I've got to read you this. I've got to read you this. And it was literally every single page. It's just so fascinating. But it would get into into the reasons why we have have uh, mental illnesses it talked about uh for example the the uh shooter uh, the uh the texas uh the tower at the Texas university of texas in the 60s uh, and talked about uh, the reasons for his mental illness and the reasons that he went out and shot everyone and the brain tumors that he had that led to this and it just the books are so fast the book is just so fascinating i recommend it to everybody
4: audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Start a 30-day free trial membership and get a copy of Incognito, The Secret Life of the Brain. Who's the author again? David Eagleman. By David Eagleman for free. And then pick something else up for 30% off. You'd be crazy not
3: to. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rob, the the book Scars, is that uh, Cheryl Rainfield? Probably. Okay, not Gabrielle. It's unfortunately not on Audible, but... uh... It, it does. Look, Cheryl Rainfield, if you want to look it up. Yeah. There you go. In case she's listening, she's yes. like,
5: oh, Rob. Gabrielle, what? <laughs> hey, I, I'm Cheryl mentally ill. Cheryl Rainfield. <laughs> scars. All right, Rob, let's That's talk. What the voices were telling me your name was.
2: <laughs> From your perspective, good ways to write someone with a mental illness. Um, just describe, like, yours. How would people write your mental illness well?
5: I think uh I mean the biggest way is just to talk to someone who has it. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's so many um I think that most people's views of mental illness are shaped by Hollywood. Right. Um when you think of OCD you think of as good as it gets Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson's mm-hmm. character and and maybe there's a lot of truth to that, maybe there's not a lot of truth to that. And mm-hmm. so I would say find someone who has this uh and then If you can't find someone who has your specific illness that you're looking for, uh, find a psychiatrist Uh, and they're more than willing to talk to my next door neighbor was a psychiatrist and he and I had a lot of really fascinating uh, in-depth conversations about both about my mental illness, but about mental illness generally. Um, So I would say absolutely do your research and it's not hard to do research because mental illness is so prevalent. A lot of people are afraid to bring it up because there's Mm -hmm. a stigma behind it still, but... Um, but for example, my psychiatrist, my personal psychiatrist, was telling me that depression is more. Uh... You're fine. Keep talking. Oh, Keep talking. Pardon. Pardon. My psychiatrist was telling me that um, depression is more prevalent in the United States than heart disease. And we think of heart disease as being, I mean, it's the number one right, killer. Right. But depression is so common. Uh, it's not that hard to find people who have it. Talk to them and and get your facts straight. So your let's let's talk about yours,
2: sure. your mental illness specifically. Sure. Give us some specifics that people people want to write someone who has panic disorder like you.
5: Sure, sure. So I, I mean, some of the basics. Uh, um, like I've said before, it is similar to. Uh, you are Your autonomic nervous system thinks that you are constantly in danger. Your fight or flight response is always going off. And so you have symptoms such as, uh, I need to run away. Okay. I always have the feeling that I need to run away or that I need to hide. Um, literally, and I, and I know this sounds weird for a 35-year-old man, but my wife has come into the bedroom and found me uh, sitting in the closet or sitting in the little space between the bed and the wall where it's just a place that I can hide. I have, um, and again, I'm a 35 year old man, uh, I have a security blanket. Um, These are all just things that I uh, have developed to help me cope with the constant fear that I am in. Um, uh, I have to uh, kind of psych myself up to go places uh, I have to think it through. I have to um kind of make a list of all of the things that could possibly go wrong, and I have to prepare myself say if this happens, I will address it this way and this way and this way um so I mean there are a lot of i mean there 's a ton to it I, those I things are and awesome and yeah. each of
2: those things that 's what you 're looking for mm-hmm. as a writer for those are those little details to get right
5: mm-hmm.
1: yeah one one thing that I think that a lot of the illnesses have in common is the um that people recognize that the the person who is experiencing recognizes yeah. that this is something that they need to mask
2: mm. right
1: mm-hmm. and that the fear of discovery mm-hmm. is uh is fairly strong in a lot of and particularly with ocd right um and depression i think also people you know how are you i'm fine I'm well fine. And it
2: feeds into it yeah. um my wife has depression and hiding the depression makes the depression worse Mm -hmm. and um then you know it 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 can just i am the one of the big things that triggers for her is you know when she's feeling depressed and it's completely um for her a um a disorder what do you call it the it's chemical it's a Mm -hmm. chemical imbalance it's just that it happened to her um at one point she went to the psychiatrist when she was in her 20s. She's like, I can't believe this is happening, you know. And the, they talked to her, and they're like, it's just a chemical imbalance. There's, there's no secret thing in your childhood that is causing this. And there is nothing like that. You have a chemical imbalance. Here's a drug. And it worked. The The drug, like, you know, stops her from feeling depression like 19 out of 20 times. She still will once a month or so have a, have a depressive episode. And the thing about it is, is the worry that you're going to ruin everything for everyone else is what you get depressed about for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then being depressed does ruin everything for everyone else <laughs> in her view. And that just then it's self-fulfilling and boom, it's awful. I'm feeling depressed. No one can have,
3: be happy now. We'll never be happy again. End of the world. Yeah. Now yeah. you mentioned drugs and that's mm-hmm. one thing that if you were going to write about psychology, you need to make sure to consider that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they've become so prevalent and so important. One of the things that kind of gratified me about Rob's mental illness was that I I'd, I'd finished My Hollow City. Oh, is very gratifying. I'd finished writing Hollow City at, right before all of this happened to him. And you know, he's taking a lot of the same drugs that are having a lot of the same side effects and I kept, you know, every time he'd tell me some new horrible thing I'd say, "Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Also, yes, I got it right. I'm so excited. (laughs) And Um, there are misconceptions. Yeah,
5: Yeah. misconceptions. One important thing to note when you're talking about about medicine, and again, this goes back to the research angle, uh, you're talking about depression, OCD. For example, I've mentioned I have self-harm issues. Self-harm can be caused by a lot of things. And it is, I actually have, my self-harm is caused by OCD. Uh, which is more rare. A lot of the time it's caused by borderline personality disorder. It can be caused by a lot of different things. Um, And so when you are saying, I'm going to write a character who has self-harm issues, you have to do research more than just, oh, they cut themselves. You have to say, why do they cut themselves? How would they be treated for cutting themselves? Because it's a whole different level of medicine if it's borderline personality than right. if it's OCD.
1: And also, because we are science fiction and fantasy writers, recognizing that the way these things are handled varies wildly based on uh, what culture you're yes. in and what time period you're in. I mean... Yep. Um,
2: that's that's wonderful to point out.
1: One of the, you know, the, um, looking back through history, uh, a lot of people think that some of the changeling mm-hmm. legends were mm-hmm. actually kids with autism.
2: Yep. And um, one thing to keep in mind, even for modern day... Uh, what I've found is, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Rob, but even the doctors don't know a whole lot about this, mm-hmm. particularly which drugs will work. They really take a, try this drug for a couple of months, let's see what effect it has on you, and if that doesn't work, we'll try this drug. Or even if that does work, we'll try this other drug and see if the side effects are, are not quite as bad. My brother-in-law um, is manic depressive like the serious manic depressive. Like when he's manic, he is indestructible and he would go out and buy TVs for, you know, t- you'd buy 10 of them um, for $1,000 each. And he'd go drive at 120 miles an hour because he's indestructible. And in depression, he'd be completely suicidal. Um, and he has been on a sequence of drugs and they slowly over like 20 years have found drugs that don't have horrible side effects, but still keep his, um, you know, keep him in check and help him live a better life. And it's not like you go on a drug and it it fixes you, you go on a drug and you see if it helps a little bit
5: yeah that's I mean, I am now a good i mean I've been having the symptoms for for uh for a couple of years now, but um I have actually been seeing a doctor for a little over a year, and they still haven't uh isolated which drug I ought to be on right. uh, just as the base drug there are some the one that treats my o c d works really well, and I have like a, a valium type drug that treats Individual panic attacks, but the base level drug, they're still experimenting and, uh, and, and that is I mean that is definitely something that affects everyone who goes through mental illness is this experimentation with medicine and going on it and going off of it. Uh, there are always withdrawal symptoms. right now I, I currently have withdrawal symptoms because they're lowering the dose that I'm on on one medicine. Mm-hmm and uh and i have this thing called the brain zaps which i think is an awesome name <laughs> that's for its symptom. Fantastic. but it, it's basically and that's the clinical yeah it's mm. it's yeah as much because they don't know what causes it yet and, and there's so much about mental illness that they don't know what causes or they don't know what the cause is. But but yeah, I mean that is what, what doctors refer to it as is brain zaps. What 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 is it? It is an electrical feeling. It's almost like popping your your ears are popping because of altitude, mm. except that it's electrical. You've got kind of a metallic taste in your mouth. Um there's a ringing in your ears. Oh, it's very be... unpleasant. Yes, yeah, so that sounds unpleasant. <laughs> wow. Uh and so but this is something that almost every single person who has mental illness goes through. Uh, because you are always either going on a medicine or going off of the medicine until they find it, and it could take years.
2: all right, we are out of time. This has been a fascinating topic um, we 've barely scratched the surface um, for writing for Rob Rob would we mind if, would you mind if I just say take rob 's list explanation of what it feels like to be at him and write a story with a protagonist that has um, that same panic disorder.
5: No, that's you can't do that. Okay, yes, you can't. You do that. can't. <laughs> sure, right by Rob. a day uh, in the life him, of don't Rob. Don't
2: make
4: him a uh, don't don't make him a writer. Make him a uh, guy with a degree in marketing or something. Okay, there you go. <laughs>
2: this has been writing excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write.
0: If you aren't familiar with Locus magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storytellers' stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of